It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants huddle as we celebrate the 1990 Super Bowl champion Giants. It's presented by Bud Light. When game day is a go, there's a Bud Light there. You can find this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. I'm Paul Dottino. Head coach Bill Parcells directed the Giants to a stunning 15-13 victory in San Francisco for the NFC title. That win set the stage for a dramatic 20-19 Super Bowl upset over Buffalo. Bill, recently I had a chance to talk to Mark Bovaro, who told me that he had only watched a TV tape of Super Bowl XXV a few weeks back. And he said the things that struck him was that he didn't truly realize how great his teammates were, especially on defense, and that so many people didn't think that the Giants could win that game. And it still sticks out to him, and that's what makes that game so special, and he appreciates it so much. Well, I, I agree with the sentiment that there were not too many people that thought we could win the game. But that actually was the third time that we had played Buffalo that year. We played them the first preseason game in Buffalo. And I know it's only preseason, but we had a very, very large number of yards rushing against them in that preseason game. Now, I don't put much credence in all of that because preseason is very different than the regular season. But that still was kind of in my head and in the player's head. Now, we played them in New York probably two-thirds of the way through the season, and we played a close game there. They scored, if I remember, on their first two drives. We just weren't used to that tempo of that K-gun and that kind of thing. But we had a chance to win that game there in New York, but we didn't do it. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the game that Phil Sims got hurt. Yeah. Okay. So... We had a combination of factors of Jeff going in, you know, three quarters of the way through the game and the game being close. But in the back of our heads, my confidence level going to the Super Bowl was that if we did things the way we were capable of doing it, that we would have a chance to win the game. I didn't feel like we were outmanned physically, I thought we could go toe-to-toe with those guys. And, you know, the circumstances with not having your starting quarterback, nobody had ever won a Super Bowl without their starting quarterback. That was being publicized. But, you know, Jeff Hostetler had been with us a long time. And we'd seen him in practice. The coaches had confidence in him. The other players had confidence in him because we'd seen him on the field for four, five, six years. And, you know, we kind of knew what he was capable of doing. Uh, The other thing, Paul, was it allowed us to do 
just a few things differently on offense with the movement of the quarterback. And so when you combine all those things, we had a couple of new elements that we could integrate into our system, and we had some games to play to make sure we were getting the right things there for Jeff. So we played a couple more games, and, you know, we, we had a couple of close games there. We, we won them at the end of the season, and we, we, didn't, we didn't look terrific, but we started playing, playing much better once playoffs started. And, and I think by the time we played the fifth game or sixth game, whatever it was, which was the Super Bowl, that, you know, we felt like we could do this if we, if we played the game a certain way. Well, Bill, if, if playing the Bills earlier in the season was helpful to you going into the Super Bowl, do you think the same aspect helped you in regards to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game because you had played them in such a nail-biter earlier in the season? Well, you know, the 49ers, if we had played them in the playoffs. That was the third year in a row. You know, we played them in 84, we played them in 85 in the wild card game and beat them Mm -hmm. in New York. And we had lost in 84 in San Francisco. So, I mean, the 49ers were a terrific team. But I think we we didn't look at them as some kind of unconquerable foe. You know, we we knew we could play with them. And they knew we could, too. And they felt like they could play with us. And now that's what made those games so great over the years there. Uh, but I think it helps. You know, when you've seen the team in person, you know, your players kind of know what you're getting into. It's like playing, almost like playing in a division game. I think one of the other things that sticks out to me about the 1990 championship team is that you had had so many veteran players with a lot of experience that just fit your mold and, and came in and just absorbed the fabric of the Giants. I mean, I'm talking about guys like Walls and Dorson and Barr and, and Lawrence McGrew. A year, a year or two earlier, you picked up Diossi and Johnny Cooks. I mean, the collection of guys, Bill, that you had on that 90 team – just really seemed to blend incredibly well. Why do you think that that was? Was that because they were Parcells guys, so to speak? Oh, no, I thought, listen, when you play against players, it, you know, especially at Everson Walls, we played against him so many times, it's almost like your own player. You know the player so well. So we had the opportunity to get him. We had a player on our team named Steve Diossi that had played with him in Dallas that really kind of stepped up and spoke for Walls in terms of, Bill, I think he'll fit here. And the same thing with Dorson. We, we had Notre Dame guys there, Bavaro, you know, that knew him, that could help him integrate, even though it's just for a short time. Those guys played good roles for us and, and really helped us in solidify the positions. You know, Walls not only played corner, he played safety. He, he, he did a good, terrific job for us in, in that championship year. Giants fans, 
Get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with a Giants-branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open an account at InvestorsBank.com slash Giants, member FDIC. And it's incredible, Bill, because I remember when you hammered Chicago in the playoffs at home, and then, you know, you've got to take care of San Francisco. And, of course, the story about how you decide to tell your players that you're going to pack, you know, for the trip to Tampa the following week. You seem to know all along how this was going to play out, and yet those were probably two of the most dramatic postseason games that anybody could have imagined. Well, I didn't know how it was going to play out, but I I believed very strongly we could beat San Francisco. Uh, and I had told the team, you know, everybody's putting in the paper about the backup quarterback. Never, I told them, I said, listen, fellas, we're not going to lose this game. We're not going to be eliminated from the playoffs because of Jeff Hoffman. As I said, I can assure you of that. It's going to be something else that we collectively didn't do if, if, we, if we do get beat. So, I mean, I, I was confident in Jeff. I really was. And I think the players were confident in him. And I don't think my confidence in him was any different than theirs. I really think everybody felt confident in him. And we just went from there. We knew we had a good chance. Now, that game was a close game. It could have gone either way. It came down to the last kick. But, you know, we had dropped a touchdown pass in the first quarter against them. Uh, we got that fake punt going that gave us a little in- impetus there. And we got, you know, the two scores late to win the game. But, hey, they were a great team. They'd already had two championships uh, under their belt. And they were going for the third one. And I think our guys responded well, and we were able to win that one. And then, you know, right to Tampa, we had a great plane trip, and my our secretarial help was all ahead of the game in Tampa. They had everything set for us. We were organized. Uh, we had spent a lot of time kind of preparing for the eventuality of going to Tampa. And uh, so it went pretty good. We practiced hard when we were in Tampa, and... We were ready to go, and, and the game unfolded not the way we would have liked it to, but <laughs> we, were able to, we were able to to do enough to win. And we had some real good individual plays in that game, and uh, you know, by people that really provided impetus to us. You know, Mark Ingram with that play well, that was a tremendously big play. Dave Meggett filled in for OJ for a little while. OJ was terrific that day. And our defense was patient, and they were a formidable offense, but we were very physical with their receivers, and that really paid off during the game, uh, especially in kind of neutralizing Andre Reed. Now, Thurman hurt us a little, and he's a terrific back, uh, but he did hurt us a little bit in that game, and almost enough to beat us, but... Fortunately, you know, we were able to pull it out. 
Bill, was there ever a time as you and, and your coaches prepared for that Super Bowl game that there were other alternate philosophies of game plan that you had discussed? I mean, Otis Anderson talks about how you go up to him and say, look, we're going to pound the living hell out of the ball, and you're going to be the guy. And then we all know that defensively it was about taking away the passing game and Andre Reid and Mark Collins beat the stuffing out of him. Was there ever any other consideration to play the game differently? Not really, because... Uh, we, you know, in every game that you play in this sport, you have to attempt to get control of the game somehow. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean run the ball and play good defense. I mean, you can get control of a game by, you know, passing. Uh, in the kicking game, there's, there's different ways to get control of a game and get in control of field position. But we felt like our best chance to beat Buffalo was to shorten the game, shorten their offensive possessions, try to keep control of the ball with a combination of primarily running and play action and try to convert our third downs if we could and sustain drives. And we had two very long drives in that game. Uh, Obviously, the time differential in the game was a big factor because Buffalo was prolific and had they had more chances, they probably would have scored more points. A couple other thoughts about that particular game, Bill. You know, you guys drive all the way down the field. I guess it was midway through the fourth quarter. And, and I remember sitting in the press box and thinking, if you punch it in for a score, it's going to give you room to breathe. You wind up getting a first and goal inside their five and settle for a field goal that puts you up by a point with about seven and a half minutes to go. How much trepidation was there at that point, knowing that, boy, there's still too much time on the clock? As it turned out, both you and the Bills had another possession before it came down to the final field goal attempt by Norwood. Well, the one down at the goal line, the first play we ran down there, we blocked it. I'm going to say something that's going to sound crazy. We blocked it so well that their nose tackle, Jeff Wright, ran behind the block. In other words, the guy, our center was blocking, and he executed his position so well. Wright was so far out of the play that he circled, he just instinctively circled around the block, which you should, that should be enough to to keep you out of the play, but it wasn't. And he made a play on OJ there. And had he not done that, that was a walk-in touchdown. Because mm. he had all the rest of them blocked. So, as you said, we had to settle for the field goal. And we each had another possession. We, we didn't do a great job in the two-minute drill. Everson Walls made a tremendous play that really gave us a chance to, to, to win it. Now, Norwood, I don't, I thought the kick was a 50 50 kick because he, he hadn't had any 47 yard field goals on grass, you know, that year that were good. And my kickers knew that because Matt told me, Bill, he hasn't made one of these all year. And so we thought the chances were pretty good. He, he, Matt told me what he was going to do. He said, he hasn't made it. It's a long kick, and he's going to overkick it. He's going to try to kick it too hard, 
And that's exactly what happened. It's like swinging the golf club too hard. You get in front of the ball and you block it. And that's exactly what he did. Well, you mentioned Walls, Coach, because it, Walls stops Thomas on, on like a 20-something yard run that gets them out near midfield. And, you know, I remember looking down again from the press box and there was a lot of open field ahead of him. So that was just a phenomenal tackle in a very key spot. And then later on, right before Kelly spikes the ball and sets up Norwood, Mark Collins makes a tackle on Thurman Thomas also that I thought was incredibly impressive because if Thomas gets closer, maybe that field goal isn't as difficult. No, that's right. No doubt that hey, those two plays were very, very big plays uh, by both Mark and Everson. I told Walls after, you know, I've told him a couple times, says, that's the biggest play you ever made in your life right there. <laughs> and and it, it really worked out well. And, you know, of course, it came down to, you know, I felt, I was thinking to myself, and this is my honest thoughts. You know, as they're lining up to kick the ball, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, Parcells, it would be a shame if if we lose this game. Because really, in the end, we outplayed them. And we did outplay them. And we controlled the ball the way we wanted to, and we controlled the game. It didn't go exactly like we wanted it to, but we did have control, and they never had control. And it just, you know, it just would have been a shame if we didn't win it, but we did win it, so that's history. Do, do you remember your exact feelings when he missed? I mean, Carl Banks still tells me to this day how he remembers that, you know, you wanted to be carried off the field, and, and of course him and Lawrence did that for you. I mean, was yeah. you know, I, I'm guessing it's it feels like yesterday to you. Well, sure, you know that's 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 what you know. You're at, to, at the top of your industry, and I was very happy about it, and I was very emotional. And my players, you know, I you know we lo- I love those guys. I really do, and. You know, we're still in contact. I'm in contact with a lot of them to this day. And, you know, those are important people in my life. They did a lot of things to help me, and hopefully I did some things to help them. So, you know, it was something we shared together, and I always told them, I said, you know, that's a, when you win together, it's a blood kinship. It lasts forever, and it no, nobody can ever take it away. Well, oh, yeah. Buffalo should have won the game. I don't see any. I don't see anything in looking at the game analytically that would lead somebody to that conclusion, other than they missed a field goal. You know, and it was a long, hard field goal. But as far as playing the game, how it unfolded, how we got control of it, I think we played better than they did, and and the result is just is just. You know, we we had some good fortune too, but we made our own we made our own good luck that day. When you've got ten minute, nine minute drives in the games, you know, that's that's pretty good control of the situation. Final thought, Bill. Super Bowl twenty one, 
your team was just dominant. You rolled through the end of the schedule, rolled through the postseason. This one was a little bit different. There were some nail biters there at the very end. Regardless of confidence, they were still nail biters. Does that make it different for you when you look back at the two? Are there different ways that you appreciate the two Super Bowl championships because of the way that they were achieved? Actually, the 1990 team was an extremely resilient team. And the one thing that that 90 team could do, they could play close games and not crack under the pressure. We were in a lot of close games. And we always just seemingly managed to win them. Our defense could play with a three- or a seven-point lead in the fourth quarter. We could play good defense. We could keep them from getting that winning drive. We could keep them, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's just a quality. It's like winning one-run games in baseball or, you know, two- or three-point games in basketball. Sometimes it's just one or two plays that allow you to win. But the mentality of keeping yourself in position to do that requires a lot of mental toughness. And that team, that 90 team, was as mentally tough and physically tough as obviously any team that I ever had. I mean, we had some rough-and-tumble guys that were dedicated. I mean, you think about Jumbo and Mark Bavaro, and you put those two guys together over there with William Roberts on the left side, and then you start running the ball over there. That's a formidable task for some defense to deal with. And we always had that. A big back like O.J., a powerful blocker in Mark Bavaro, a powerful blocker in Jumbo Elliott, a a great athlete in William Roberts. I mean, that's pretty... You know, that's a pretty formidable... Our fullback was a tremendous blocker. Mo Carson. Mm-hmm. Do, do you ever watch it, Bill? I mean, all these years later, I'm sure you have a copy of the game. Have you ever oh, popped I it in? I have a copy of the game. I, You know, I've seen replays of the game a couple times, but, you know, you forget things that happen. You know, I watch it, and I'm, once in a while I'm surprised by, oh, yeah, now I remember that play, you know. It's just... <laughs> things that happened in the game, but anyway, it turned out well. That's Hall of Fame coach Bill Parcells as we celebrate the 1990 Super Bowl champion Giants. It's presented by Bud Light. When game day is a go, there's a Bud Light there. You can find this show and our entire podcast network brought to you by Investors Bank on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcasts. Until next time, I'm Paul Dottino. So long, everybody.